Shut up and sit down. tend to, as triathletes, be at the end of a lot of abuse from our cycling friends, mm-hmm. if you can call them friends, when we <laughs> get so much abuse from them, over how much we crash. So, do triathletes really crash that much? I meant to do that. Matley Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Doring are about to say some stuff on the Dialed podcast. Will it be any good? Maybe yes, maybe no. You be the judge. Just don't be too judgy though. I don't want to lose this gig. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Vondering, and today I am here with Lance Epler. Lance, romance in studio. Oh, in Ooh. studio. <laughs> studio. So, it's, so more, it's, it's much more romantic when it's you're smoother. in studio yes. that way. It's, it's smoother. smoother. Yeah. It's yep. smoother. Yes. Welcome back, Lance. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Evan Price, how How's are you? Going? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so boring. So boring. Vanilla over here. Very vanilla. <laughs> and last but not least, Mr. Matt Legrand. What is up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing really you're, well. You're part I'm of the internet. Thank you for asking. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah, nice of you. Absolutely. Am I good yeah. in that? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Come with a better intro. All right. What y'all came for, the back pedal. Um, I know that Lance has oh, got yes. a lot, of course. Lance has a lot. What? Evan what has a lot. a lot. Um, myself, not so much. No. And Matt's kind of right there with me, probably. So we'll no. start with Matt. Okay. Matt, yes, we'll, absolutely. Matt's got a cross country season. That's yeah, fun. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Cross country season's full effect. We had our team time trial. Kids are good. Kids are fast. Coach is slow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I've been running a little bit, and that has been fantastic. And um, swimming a little bit, which has actually been pretty good. Uh, biking a little bit. Uh, got a new Wahoo Kicker Core. I'm gonna try and get Ooh. on that bad boy. Nice. Um, so yeah, yep, yeah, that's that is exciting. Uh, we've had just a touch of rain, so I'm you know I'm the opposite of Lance. I'm kind of excited for like indoor training season, which seems like <laughs> no, it seems kind of like <laughs> sadistic, doesn't it? It's this like, is yeah. early for the rain to be coming, right? Well, so do you yeah. think this is a blip? Can it be a blip? No, it's going to be I nice. Th- I think it's good. Yeah. Okay, good. We get into these patterns where it'll be like raining during the week and nice on the weekends and raining oh, during the weekend. And yeah. it does, it does that we, kind of, know. or um, or sometimes it's the opposite. But, you know, I find that we get into these patterns up here with weather and it, it seems to work okay for me. So, yeah. 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 I'm going to say four to five more weeks of four like to five. Okay. decent weather and then all of a sudden it's just going to go to crap right around yeah. Halloween. So Because yeah. we, we were good through September last yeah. year, right? No, Out, yeah. Outside of, yeah. well, we, we had the fires last year with the ash. Yeah. So that but was weird. It's usually pretty nice. I mean, the temperature is pretty nice in September mm-hmm. here. And then October, you start to get the fall colors. It starts to cool off. You get that crispness in the air, right. and then you yeah. can kind of feel it coming. And then all of a sudden, right towards the end of October, it's like the, the skies open up. So, yeah. 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 October then, here is beautiful in the Pacific oh, Northwest, yes. though. It is so nice. Yes. Yeah. That's a good little four week. It's, it is glorious. <laughs> that That's a good, like, four week window for really good fall, like, fall riding. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. It rains. That's, I'm going to yield my time to... Well, one quick question. Oh, okay. Are you running with the kids at all right now? How's your, um, you feeling good no, enough to do not that? not really. Um, I think they're... they're most of the kids hate me, so <laughs> there's that. Uh, there's a couple of them that, you know, 
tolerate me and so you know every once in a while i'll like hop in and do um you know like whenever it's like hill repeats or something like that i'll like kind of hop in and kind of yeah. like finish the last couple with someone that has to do it by themselves or whatever what's it is. the hate so, about coach legrand i don't get that yeah right? i don't either yeah there's not a hate not cool in your body if you guys would just hang out with me just for like more than five to ten <laughs> minutes you guys would really, you for a whole ride i'm extremely <laughs> annoying and uh well, we you know, I, I i i asked the kids to run which is crazy it's like they joined the cross-country walking team and the, <laughs> the expectation is for them to run. So, yeah, and it's that, and I'm always like, oh, we don't have all day, let's go. You know, I'm constantly kind of prodding them to keep moving and doing stuff, and it's, I think they find me quite annoying. So you've so. got 100 more children at the, the school, right? 100, 100 kids, yeah. We have 105 or so, oh. something like that this year. So it's, so it's like wow. 105 more kids. You get three at home and, 105, three at home. and 105 at school. Yeah, how and many, I do. I refer to them as my kids. So how how are, many of them do you have to kids. motivate to run um, of that 105, roughly? Pro of 105, I'm guessing, like, you know, it's it's interesting because you have guys that are, like, super motivated. They'll run yeah. 70 miles a week or whatever it is. And we're like, okay, we need to go down the track to do such and such. And they'll walk down to the track. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is the cross-country <laughs> running program. Um, so all of them, I guess, is the answer, you know. Uh, most, you know, for the, the real answer is like, um, you know, there's probably 30 or so that are motivated to run on their own. Okay. You know? So it's not, I mean, it's not huge numbers, right? Yeah. It's not like a massive amount of people that are like, oh, it's Sunday, I'm going to go run on my own. Yeah. It's a pretty small group that's, you know, that are really pretty motivated. Really motivated a lot right. of people are there for the social aspect of it. Yeah. It might be 40, 30, 40, but I think it's probably close to 30. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm probably going to get in trouble for is saying this, that. Is, it, is this where Matt like goes into like, well, back in my day with cross country, <laughs> we used to <laughs> run to school to practice and yeah. then backwards back. In Alabama, we ran in the snow. <laughs> Uphill right. once, yeah. <laughs> uphill to school Never. and then uphill home. <laughs> yep, yep. I try not right. to like talk about the past days too much because the kids a don't want to hear about it. And are you like are you are, are you not cool to them? Oh no, like at all? Really uncool. I think. Yeah. So you're like now at the age where you are not cool anymore to I'm, high school kids. I, I can can't even remember the age when I was cool with the high oh, school God. kids. Not, yeah. They don't even know about Matt Legram, podcast icon superstar. Podcast yeah. icon superstar. You know, yeah. they they <laughs> former they all-star collegiate runner. YouTube they, sensation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube sensation. How can I forget that? Yes. They yeah. don't I don't think they <laughs> know things, yeah. and I think that's a good thing. I although, you know, maybe if I made some sort of like you should run to the track when your coach asks you to run to the track, maybe if I made a YouTube video of that, then it would be like, oh yeah. Don't I they all do. love like don't all kids want to be YouTubers? now yeah. can't you be like hey kids guess what YouTube. i'm a youtuber <laughs> <laughs> or would they just be like now i don't like youtube yeah something they'd be like oh youtube is no longer now. cool yeah no longer. snapchat for me would you snappy chat yeah oh i i yeah i'm big on the snappy chat <laughs> the kids love talking to coach on snappy chat <laughs> god i wish your runners actually listened to this so you could just get berated at practice oh man that's possible we might have Could to happen. look into this i think so we start we just start marketing to the to the young cross country there you go population mm -hmm. all right let's uh let's jump over to lance lance how you been bud i am great winning <laughs> yeah you know um after the big gravel race last yeah. week um i uh i i came home and um 
cyclocross season was in full swing, and so I went to every race I could this week. So yeah, it's like perfect training plan. You're gonna take a taper. You're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna race a ton. You're gonna review. You're gonna review your season and yep. talk about maybe what you could do better in the next season. No, I did no, nothing. I like that. got in the car, drove ten hours. <laughs> <laughs> raced <laughs> fell asleep on the couch for 20 minutes got in my truck drove to the venue and did a race so oh, was awesome. the 20 minute nap actually necessary uh, do you feel no, like that helped it you just it just happened oh god it was like a, it was a <laughs> yeah. necessary nap okay yeah. yeah yeah so i raced four times i did the uh <laughs> on tuesday night i did the portland trophy cup race and it was the masters um three four race because i'm a cat three in okay. cyclocross and not for long. You've got no. the points now, don't you? Well, it's it's. They're all different series. They're though, all so different series, and oh, they do different okay. things. So there's there's a lot of there's kind of a confusion about when I'm going to be upgraded. So so to, to so, end the so those points do not. No, the weekend points count more than the uh, weekday points. Got it, got the got weekday got series points they only count at the end of the series. Okay. And I also hear they're only upgrading once a month, so I might have the whole month of September as a cat too. Or, pardon me, as a Cat 3. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, I did four races. I, I won all four, four races. Four, four in seven days. Four, four just win these races. He, like, that's crushed them. Four yeah. in, like, five days. Four in, yeah. That's going to be a really tough streak for anybody to touch yeah. at this table. I don't think four in five oh, days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think all that gravel riding, all the riding I did all summer long, it just, like, yes, I was, like, yeah. ready to go, you know? So... Yeah, the first race, I, I won that one by a couple minutes. Um, the second race was Blind Date at the Dairy at Alpen Rose. These are weekly series, and um, I didn't I didn't crush that race. I got around them in the second or third lap out of six and slowly pulled away from them. But then um, Saturday's race, um, it was the Grand Prix Carl Decker yeah. series. This is the second race in the series. I missed the first one because I was in Idaho, and I did the, it's just cat three masters. It's not a mixed class three, four. It's a cat three masters. And, mm-hmm. um, in that one, I actually dropped my chain in the first lap and crashed twice. Oh yeah. <laughs> Explain the crashes. Well, that's what I'm more interested in. <laughs> well, the first crash <clears throat> was on a 180 grass turn and I just came in too hot. Just washed out. Yeah. Okay. My front wheel washed out. So I wasn't down much, but you know, you lose 10 right. seconds. Yeah. Uh, the second crash, there, uh, this race has two sand sections. Yeah. One you can ride through and one you have to run up. And so oh, I was dismounting for the run up and I just botched the dismount. So and just pretty soft. Poof. Pretty soft falls. Then. Yeah. 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 So did, did you get heckled when you fell going up? Uh, dude, because I'm a cat three and I'm crushing fields, I heckled on every corner at every race <laughs> I, they're yelling at me sandbagger yeah welcome to cat two sucker yeah you're you're <laughs> they're, gonna they're just yelling at me you're totally you're, deserved <laughs> so when you when, when you win people are gonna really not like yeah. you yeah <laughs> and i'm looking at the at the times for the for the cat two racers and and I'm I'm just gonna get crushed in the yeah. next level. So I'm trying to enjoy the cat yeah. three as much <laughs> as I can. I don't think you're gonna get crushed. So Oh, it'll be it'll be crazy. But the the Saturday race was was cool because I I crashed twice, I dropped my chain, so I was back about twenty seconds from the two leaders. Mm-hmm. One was a teammate, Chris Weirman. Yep. 
Uh, the other guy is uh, a solid racer, Michael Alward, Aylward, I think, from Bunk Collective. He's he's a great guy. But they had gapped me, but I just went full gas for like three laps and just slowly gained on him and slowly gained on him. And finally, the second to last lap, I caught the leader and went around him, and he kind of gave up after I went around him. So nice. Yeah. So that was when you dropped. Do you do a one by on the, on the cross bike? This is on a, this was on a my cross bike that right. had a that's a one by. Okay. Um, there's a there's like a chain guide yeah. to help keep it on uh-huh. and um it I hadn't adjusted it very well. Okay. It was too high. Oh okay. And my chain came off because I went over two barriers. I had to dismount, went over two barriers, and I and I had just gone around the two leaders. Okay. And I slapped my bike down to jump on it and you just the, rattled the chain yeah, just enough. And it yeah. just popped off because I slapped my bike down. I didn't like smoothly lay the bike down at full speed. I'm like, <laughs> right. smooth this fast. Yes. That, was, that was not a Lance Romance no. moment. A Lance Romance moment would have been smooth. It would have been smooth. Easy off the tongue. There you go. Yeah, that's right. So I slapped the bike down. That's where the, the chain popped off. And it only took me 10 seconds to get back on. It yeah. popped on pretty quickly, but um, it was totally my fault. Yeah. So yeah, No big deal. Yeah, Still won. So I still won. Yeah. So here's the million dollar question. Do you just self- cat up now so that you can try and get some points for the uppers or do you well, try and ride the wave as long as you can and see if they don't kick you out so you can win the series i'm really torn it's a tough one i'm really torn because we got to talk about him yeah a man it's fun to win mm-hmm. yeah. winning is fun <laughs> winning is a lot of fun <laughs> but um i i'm not positive how many cross crusade races i'm gonna do i mentioned this there's right. eight races six of them are on sunday yeah. yeah i generally don't race on sunday yeah. Yeah. and so um i'm i'm not sure how many cross crusade races i'm gonna do and that's right when my upgrade should come which mm-hmm. will be you know the beginning of um, october so i i don't know i you you can't you can't self categorize yourself and cross to a two. You, oh, that's right. Yes, oh, that's right. Yeah, so I can't say I'm gonna just race the one two masters class. I can't do that as a three. Mm-hmm. So, but there are two three fields that yeah. I could, but they're open fields, and then I'm racing fifteen year olds who can't vote and who are gonna smoke me. Yeah, so, seriously, seriously. So they're, all the time that they could spend voting, they're out riding, yeah. riding, their, riding their bike, man. They don't even have driver's licenses. All the, and all the kids that have quit cameras cross country because of Matt are out there yeah. now just killing you in cyclocross. That's right. So for the GP series, though, you missed the first race. I missed the first race. You won the second race by how much? Uh, it was only like 20 seconds. I sat up you in the last. You could probably ride yeah. that, that wave and just try and win that series outright, and hopefully they don't catch you up. Yeah. That's possible. Good. And then, you know, push comes to shove, they upgrade you for the Cross Crusades. Right. And that's probably not a bad thing. It could be fun for you. And yeah. Try your hand before the I mean, in, in the end, it's a couple more weeks as a three, even if that's it's it. a month rule. I mean, right. Like, yeah. what's in the grand scheme of things, you're going to race quite a few more seasons in the one, two. Like, what's the rush? Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. As long as it happens the next month, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Right. Just keep having fun this month. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just exactly. trying to have some fun. And I'm just, I just got to, I just got to yeah. take the, the heckling. jeers and heckling. I just yeah. got to take it. So every, is, that, is that what's eating at you? It's more no, the it jeers and heckling? <laughs> it doesn't eat at me. It's just, I don't I don't want people to think I'm not thinking about this and, right. and not just yeah. like, oh, I'm going to race the threes because I can win the race. It's yeah. it's like, okay, well, when when do I race the twos or not? And and the times of the races make, it's just, it's more complicated than just like, oh, well, I'll just do the two, three race. Right, know? yeah. 
So well, you raced as a four last year, right? I think it'll, yes. I think it'll do so, more. I mean, so. You you catted yourself up this year. Yeah. I, I raced as a four last year, and when I did the three race, I was like thirtieth yeah. last year. What a difference a year yeah. makes. I think that's what's gonna happen when it goes to so it made it made a bit of a difference. So every time somebody heckles me, I just I just put my hand in the air with number one. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> so, this is like when Batman know, became a bad guy. Right. This is like, it's <laughs> just, and I just laugh and what smile and like <laughs> just go by. Like at Portland Trophy Cup, there was like six laps. And the first lap I went by way out in front. And they're like, dude, you're in the wrong race. And then the next lap, crickets. Nobody said anything. So the third lap I came through and I'm like, Where's the abuse? Come on, you suckers. <laughs> Lay it on me. <laughs> yeah. And then they started yelling at me again. And then, and then <laughs> lap four, five, six, we're yeah. just getting grilled. <laughs> just getting hammered, <laughs> like throwing stuff at you. <laughs> By lap six, you're like, that one kind of hurt my feelings. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that was too much. Yeah, yeah. It's not fun anymore. <laughs> so you went out to Corn Cross yesterday, and that was your oh, fourth yeah. race of the week. Yeah. Yeah. You crushed that one, too. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was, wasn't, that, I was saw, that a fun race? Are we, are we allowed to start heckling Lance? Uh, yeah, 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 Lance he gets heckled at the race and on the podcast. <laughs> like, I'll upgrade. <laughs> well, Corn Cross was kind of a bigger deal because the top three people get call-ups for the cross, first Cross Crusade race. Yeah. And so I thought there'd be a ton of people there. There wasn't. Oh, really? Our field only had like 16 in it. Was and it raining? It wasn't. Oh, okay. And at the, at the um, Grand Prix race the day before, there were 60 in yeah. my division. Wow. Or something like, no, 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 That was the blind date race. There were 60 in my division. Anyway, so there were, there were only like 16 people. And so there were three of us who were battling for those yeah. top three spots. And there was a cool picture of you guys all at the start line. It was like, <laughs> like, was it four or five of you yes. guys dialed all lined up right it in the front row? It was four of us. <laughs> there, was, there was no call-ups, but we kind of positioned ourselves <laughs> so that when they said, okay, roll up. Yeah. Yep. Four guys oh, in dial jerseys yeah. right on the front line. And so, and that wasn't planned. The, the director's like, line up behind the dial behind guys. Behind the yeah. dial guys. <laughs> orange, somebody, the orange team. And you can hear orange. somebody in the back row go, freaking dialed guys, man. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, sorry, guys. You should have been here five minutes ago. Uh, Join the team. <laughs> You're on the wrong team, pal. Just get on the team. Yeah. It's an easy switch. Uh, yeah. So Another race and another funny. win. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, Corn Cross it. is a great race. It was a lot of fun. Uh, me and a teammate battled it out. Chris Weirman, we battled it out. Nice. Um, it was a six-lap race, and we battled for like four, five, almost five laps before. I only gapped Chris by yeah. 30 seconds or yeah. something like that. Speaking of Chris, uh, how about his son, Hayden? How did he do yesterday? Um, he, he ended up fifth in the 2-3 field. Mechanical or something? Um there it was a much trickier bike handling course oh because there there were several sections where we went through a corn maze uh-huh. and uh-huh. there was a there was a track that was packed and if you got off the track at all soft loamy dirt you went down oh no yeah or you just you stalled completely uh-huh. so you had to stay in the track and you had to know how hard you could push how fast you could go into corners and um, I think Hayden struggled with that. Okay. Yeah. Good he's lesson. a machine, though. That kid right now is 15? 
He's 15. And he's racing in the two threes. He's racing in the two threes. And he is just handing people their lunch it's just like yeah. he's out there crushing it I'm like, Man, our lunches awesome. are going to get handed to us by that kid for a while <laughs> big, i'm sure big motor on yeah. Him. yeah such a nice kid too yeah. so great kid nice yeah all right well, he loves it too doesn't he yeah oh yeah that's yeah, awesome just a happy go lucky so awesome. kid it's it's yeah. awesome so well congratulations thank Lance. you and Woo! uh speaking of winners oh, looking across yeah. it mr no, evan price did not win but <laughs> well you won your, you won your age group you didn't win overall that's that's still huge and then overall how did we finish up, Evan? Uh, third amateur, and tw- I would have been the twentieth pro. So, dude, <laughs> I was, I was that, happy with that's it. That's massive. <sighs> Big so, day at the office. First of all, where'd you go? Yeah, what, rewind. What was so, this so this was Ironman, the uh, half Ironman in Santa Cruz, California. Mm-hmm. So, cool thing about this race was uh, Derek had convinced me to do it, right. and uh, uh, Cassie and her uh, her parents okay. they they live in Los Gatos, which yeah. is like thirty minutes from Santa Cruz. So Cassie decided she was going to do a relay Mm -hmm. and, uh, I was like, cool, I'll go and race. It's a great time to end the season. I want to do another half Ironman because I've done nothing but put stinkers down at high half irons (laughs) all, you know, season. And I was like, finally came off a good result at nationals, carry the fitness over. Right. So went through like the last four weeks as mad, like doing a lot of swimming, a lot of biking and just like a lot of intensity on the run. So it was a fun last four weeks. Well, definitely. you've been doing some like fun bike rides, like lots of group, oh, yeah. lots of group stuff, and yeah. a lot of like. Ro- I basically trained like I was a road cyclist for yeah. the last four weeks again, which is probably what I'm just going to carry over all the way through and, for and the rest your, of your cycling. Just like improved over the whole yeah. season, your right. yeah. your speed just like yeah. dropped. Yeah, and I, and I I really think that that had a lot to do with just getting back to riding with roadies. That was, and that's what I'm going to continue for the rest of. I'm not doing this whole sit on the time trial bike ride by myself for hours and hours and hours anymore. It's going to be jumping in with the crew, maybe one ride a week time trial bike by myself. Yeah. But it, uh, it, it, it was just, and have, have, I know. So everybody here has probably been around the Santa Cruz area, right? Jake. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe like, like, when, yeah, when like, I was young, but yeah. yeah, that's so that, that area is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Like it really, really is that, that course was, uh, they shut down part of highway one for the bike course. And it is just right along the coastline. I yeah. mean, you're going oh. through these beautiful rollers. It's like, I think it was like 3,000 feet of climbing for a half, which was a, actually yeah, a lot of climbing. A lot. Yeah. But it wasn't, there were no consistent, it was right. all long, long. You were either going up or down yeah. basically the entire ride, which was great. But uh, the views were just unbelievable. Yeah, Weather was good. We got lucky. So usually this race will have um, fog that's on the water that is notoriously short in the swim many times so this time we got lucky and came the morning of and no fog so full swim so this is where i'm i'm an idiot so i get (laughs) in the water to warm up jump in i have not swam in an ocean in a good long time i taste salt and kind of pop up real quick i was like what the heck like oh my god this (laughs) and like i'm thinking in my head i'm like this water is disgusting and i had to remind myself like you're in an ocean it's like oh Duh, it's salt water. <laughs> I, I probably looked like an idiot, like popping up out of the water real quick. Like I just swallowed something. But that, What's the what? Yeah. So I also didn't know this. You know, salt water actually dehydrates you. Yeah. So like, I think I didn't really put that into my, my game plan super well, but that's definitely something for the future. But And there's more buoyancy to it probably. There is, well, yeah. So and you can actually under. feel that, to be honest. Interesting. You feel yeah. like you're going faster. I think, I think they're faster swims. They definitely are. And it was, um, 
so I've been putting in a lot of work in the pool in, in the last four weeks. Um, trying to translate that into speed for this swim. And it was a rolling start. You guys ever done, Lance, you ever did a rolling start back when you were racing? I don't they're, think so. They're more, no. that's kind of the new I thing. Like that, yeah, I like them. Like, like you start lot. on the beach and you all run in? Or so, y- yes, but, but how they, the they call it a rolling start because, right. so they'll start the pro men. So the pro men start at 6.50 a.m. Pro women start at 6.55 a.m. And at 7 a.m. they start all the age. So men, women, anybody you start with they have these signs held up that say like under 27 right which would be like your guesstimated swim split uh okay then they have 27 to 30 30 33 and And it's chip time so when you start your time starts so when you you cross the mat before you get in the water that's when your time starts and they have three people start a time they have these starting blocks basically and every five seconds they let three people off so it's boom 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 well, that's way better than everybody jump in the yeah. ocean and yes. shoot the cannon yes yeah it's interesting because <laughs> yes. it's it's great it splits up the race perfectly yeah they're going to this for almost all of their races and it and i think it's mostly a safety issue and yeah. and it's also a numbers issue they want to be able to have as many racers as possible and the swim is kind of a limiting factor right and so I think when you were doing Ironmans and stuff like that, it was like they the tradition is, you know, you start in the water, the cannon goes off, you start swimming, you yeah. go. Yeah. And now I think almost all the races are starting to this kind of like, you know, self-selected, mm-hmm. you know, rolling, rolling start. start. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Part of me kind of is nostalgic for like the original, like you start, the cannon goes. Mass starts, yeah. But, I, you know, I, I had Arizona and it was that rolling start and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not. I'm not the running. Thing, I'm not running into people. Yeah, I'm right. not. It definitely, it definitely clears up the beginning of the swim, which is it, nice. It does yeah. work, yeah. and it yeah. also really does a good job of the the people looking to win the amateur race. It right. gets you into that race right away because right yeah. yeah. everybody that's competitive is starting within the first two minutes of the race. Right. Yep. So in the first two minutes, you got everybody out there. So I was in a pretty big group that was. It's it's fun. Uh, Derek swam great. So Derek left this group. He's off the front. Okay. There's a group of like ten of us, and we're just watching Derek out there. Derek is trying to bridge the gap to the front amateur of the, group the, of the female pros. Yeah. So right. so we were kind of intermingling with the the, the female pros at that point in the right. swim. Um, pretty smooth, like fast swim. That's what I was saying. You can definitely tell the buoyancy with the salt water. Mm-hmm. Waves were not bad. This was nothing like swimming in the Great Lakes where it yeah. was you know so so choppy. Uh, come out of the water, and there is a. This is for for the cyclists. They'll love to hear this. There was a 0.35, I think, mile run up to transition. Right. I think you, oh, I heard about this. You got out of the beach, and you just run for what seemed like a really long time, barefoot yeah. in your wetsuit. So. Oh wow, that's yeah. Yeah. Long. And it was. Uh, uh, you, you get into transition. I was lucky enough to be next to some guys that I knew who were going to be definitely bangers on the bike, who were going to want to go fast. So we went, let me think, we jumped out with, um, uh, there were two Everyman Jack guys with me, which is me and Matt have talked about this team before. It's one of the better, probably, teams, yeah. probably, probably the best amateur triathlon team, at least in America, if not the world. And they, uh, we got a little bike group together and hit the bike course and it was just another one of those days, like I said, in Cleveland where I just couldn't feel the pedals you for a just while. rode great. That's yeah. fantastic. It was, I, I did have to. With the rolling start, it adds that new dynamic of you know exactly where you are in the race. Right. And the group riding dynamic makes it hard to break. So I was taking very long pulls. 
but those uphills were not long enough for me to really, and Lance already knows, like I was getting caught obviously on the descents every single time, <laughs> right. but I would really hammer up these climbs and then I'd be like, oh, I finally got the gap I need. And then the descent would come and we'd and all come back together back and then I'd hit the climb again. It was just that. <laughs> and finally I got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to ride steady because this is just ridiculous. Like yeah. this is not going to work. So, um, the whole ride basically went like that. We, uh, we were moving well enough that we actually moved through basically the whole women's pro field, which was really fun to see their race dynamics oh, and, yeah. what, and what was going on there. Because uh, I've followed some of those pros, and it was cool to see uh, two women that I followed were having a really good day that day. They were up the field in one of the bike packs. So we, uh, nu- nu- nutrition-wise, I finally think I did like decently well on nutrition, even though it wasn't a hot. You know, like Santa Cruz has beautiful weather, so it was like seventy-five. Kind of cloudy, a little bit sunny, dry. Yeah, like not too hot. No, that's no, great no humidity yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, basically, we just pushed all the way into the transition, and there was this technical section before transition where, you know, ch- channeling my inner Jake and Lance here, decided I was going to, like, actually <laughs> attack the tent. I was like, well, if I can make 30 seconds here, like, that's 30 seconds I may be glad I made at the end of the day. Yeah. So me and one other guy from Everyman Jack pushed through this technical section pretty hard. One a little bit, I had to cross over an orange cone and what we were pushing very hard through, through going into downtown Santa Cruz <laughs> there. So we, uh, came into transition, um, flying out of transition. And I, I had, you know, kind of made a decision to myself. I knew one of the guys who came off the bike with me, um, Matt Eisen, who had won the race last year. And he is a very fast runner just he flies he's a very 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 fast runner so i knew i had about maybe 30 40 seconds on him i was like well he's gonna i'm just gonna force him to catch me so i was like i'm just gonna blow myself up and see if he wants to go as fast as i want to go in the start so i ran a 1745 5k to start and kind of looked down at my watch as it gave me my 5k splint and was like well that's not gonna stay because that's (laughs) i don't think i'm gonna be able to hold that pace for the rest of this run holy cow and uh we, uh, yeah, I think, I think Matt caught me at like mile five or six. It was like close to the halfway point was where he caught me and started to pull away. Yeah. And we hit this sandy technical section that was, I think three miles long. Wow. And that is just where the pace started to drop. That's a lot of sand. Mm, that was a, it was three miles on the sand on hard so, pack sand. So it was, it was interesting. It was this coastline kind of park, yeah. which God, if I was to go there again, I would just walk a dog around there. That's like. That is the most awesome area to walk. It's right on the coast. Um, it is hard packed and sand. So on the outside, it's more hard packed right in the middle of a yeah. sand. So you were kind of like trying to run up on the on lip the stuff, a while. Yeah. yeah. So you were thinking too much at that point for how bad my legs were hurting. Right. Was, there was not a whole lot of brain cells left in the brain at that point. Um, and my quad started to the the old cramping I had gotten in St. George started to like I started to feel it coming on. <laughs> which kind of scared me for a second. I was like, yeah. oh boy, we're going to have to run through that again. <laughs> so <laughs> got lucky that staved it off with chugging some Red Bull and Coke okay. at the aid station and then tried to keep Matt inside as long as I could. Right. We got to the last like two miles and he just laid down the hammer on the last two miles and I wasn't able to keep him in sight. But still, you still went pretty well. Your run pretty, was fine. Yeah. There was no problem with yeah. that. I mean, Abs- especially for how tough that that run course actually was that was i was definitely happy with that that was you got to be pleased with that that's got to be within the range of what you were hoping for yes or like 122 for your half yeah half Half marathon marathon. distance yeah yep so 
It's I'm sure yeah. like in a dream world you hit 118 or something that like was, that. That was that was going to be the, yeah. well that's the pace I wanted to go out at. Right. Yeah, that that, right. that, was, that was the dream world. But. Yeah. But still, I mean, 122. You'd be disappointed if it was over 125, I'm guessing. Yes. But yeah. But 122 is um, it's solid. Yeah. It's a yeah, solid whole, day at the office. Yeah. Just, the whole race is just fantastic. It's yeah. just a good day for you. It was yeah. it was definitely one of those days you look back at and you're like, yeah, that's the, the those aren't days that I think happen that often. So right. it's it's yeah. good to know that like I still have that in me and maybe it can get a little bit better. So yeah. 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 And you now can. what are you gonna be doing? So there's I've, this little little I've got to, I've got to, we got from you over the yeah, weekend. I've got to make a decision. So I think we still have to check some of the the stuff on like qualification, but I may this season between nationals and that race have qualified for my pro card. So we're gonna have to Ooh. Oh yeah. So I, I, I have to talk hey, to some This is people. an amateur podcast. He's out. <laughs> we can't have well, professionals here. Here. on so, it. So so, so <laughs> what I'm what I'm thinking is next year nationals for amateurs is in Cleveland one more year. Is it really? Uh-huh. Okay. I may wait one more year knowing that I will still qualify for it that next year because I want to do Sandbagger. Cleveland. I know. I know, right? <laughs> you and Lance this is, So this is the thing in the amateur triathlon world, and Matt will know this too, there are guys who should have taken their pro card years ago, but Ironman and USAT do not incentivize it by no. any means. Well... There's some very small things. Yeah, like you, race fees and yeah, yeah. that's like I that's mean, it. It, and so race like entries beginning into races. Well, yes. you you pay yes. basically a one-time fee, and then at that point you can race all of the races. But you can get into yep. closed races or filled races. Exactly. Yeah, that is that, well, that, or, that is the other. Big or you thing. can so if you're basically, you know, if you're not paying for these, then it doesn't. There's no. There's no yeah. disadvantage into like like signing up for signing everything, up. right? And exactly. Then just dropping right. all the ones you decided, <laughs> and you to also do. get a cool little transition zone too. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, here's another question for you, though. I mean, yeah. Age is always a thing that we're battling yes. against. So yes. You're only going to get older, and yes. your professional career is only going to get busier yes. with all of the things that yep. you have planned for your future. Yeah. Why not just get it done? So and do it now? that's that's part of the reason I I it's. If it happens, it's going to happen this year or next year. That's yeah. that's why I've decided myself. The reason this year would be tougher is because of there's some things going on in my professional life that I'm not sure where they will be right. this time of next year, August. My next August after that will be much more settled. So that is when I would know that would be a year where I could absolutely focus on it. Don't count on that. Yeah, yeah I know. Dude, I trust know. me. In a <laughs> I know. Snap of a finger, everything could, could change really this quickly. Is, <laughs> this is the funny thing, talking to three guys with kids when they look at the 27-year-old guy like, no, 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 my life's going to be settled at 29. Are you yeah. kidding me? That's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> second. Yeah, and you, you just might not have the opportunity. And, yeah. And, you know, you just yeah. never know. Like, you could break your leg. You could do any, you know, whatever yeah. happens. And That is true. And you I'm never, not saying, you never know I'm, what that I'm not there. saying that you should go for it, but I... I I'd probably be much more hesitant if you were 22. Um, yes. Then yes. I'd be like, yeah, take another year or two, stay yeah. amateur because it's fun and, you yeah. know, but then. I'm in like dog years of it. So like you've been uh, next season will be my 10th year of racing triathlon. I think in dog years of racing, that's like 70, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Is that how it works? <laughs> Here's my my two cents. Seize the moment. Seize the moment. Yeah. Do it. I mean, yeah. worst thing, the worst thing that happens, what? Yeah. You just don't do quite as well as you wanted to as a pro, yeah. but you still got that next year to build and that, and you that, got that experience yeah. in your belt too. So. And that, and that to me is, I'm really not as worried about, I know a lot of guys who took their pro card early, but I, I think you almost got to pay the piper in, in, in that sense. Like when you take that pro card, you're going to go out there and get your butt kicked. Yeah. Like that's just, yeah. you just go in there and run that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the major drawback is that if you took your pro card now, you 
couldn't race in your hometown next year. Yeah. That's that's yeah. what's putting you back, right? That's that's the one thing because I would like to go back to Cleveland and really be close. Yeah. Like, do they like, not like have do. a pro option for that? And nah, there's there, there, there there's nothing that would like compare. Yeah, that's that's a weird thing with they right. they have. Uh, St. George. St. George is the I'll national I'll give you my driver's license. Yeah. You can go out there as me and make <laughs> there you really go. good races, Jay Fonder. <laughs> yeah. The other thing is, is it's not like cycling where once you go up to one twos, you're a one two. Like for you can be pro for two years and then be like, and I'm going to be back jump to amateur. Back. Yep. And then you can do you can that for two and years and, and then you can jump you back to pro. For Here's two another years. question: Is it mm -hmm. is, if you take a pro car for next year, are you a pro for the entire season, or can you at some point in time say, eh, this that's isn't working a, out? That's a good question question actually i'm not sure what if sorry matt what yeah, if everything okay, goes right. sideways and yeah. you just don't get to do the training that you want to yeah can you just say i don't want to be a pro i'm going to be an amateur and then go race nationals i think you i don't know i think you can there's there's stuff i gotta look up for this because you've also i've got to review the qualifying stuff because like you have to apply so so it's like i have to say right. like this and this yes. result boom tournament gotcha. there you yeah go. yeah that's yeah, yeah, yeah. You may still not qualify. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's the thing is I may now I know going into next year with my goals that I will qualify after next year. Yeah. But this year, yeah, if I turn those two races and they say no, then yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so that mm. might be that could you could let that be the decision maker for I you. I could. Like, yeah. Just throw turn it, them in. Throw and see. it in and see what happens. Yeah. So yeah. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> I think we'll yeah. see. Of course, then you get kicked off a podcast, and that's. <laughs> This is an amateur podcast. <laughs> Makes for a great guest. What about, what about like last place pros? Can we, can we change the name to la amateur and last amateur place and pros? Amateur last place pros. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think it'll change that much. Like you'll do, you know, you'll do some of the same stuff, yeah. some of the same races. And, and, I, like and I was kind of looking at that. So if there, I think there were 25 pros at that race. I would have been 20th. Let's say next year I knock off two to three minutes off that time. It would have tossed me like 15th or 16th. So still respectable. Yeah. 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 I'd be fine with, you know, middle. I mean, like, I definitely don't want to grab the pro card and then go out there and, like, oh, disrespect yeah. the sport and get dead last and get my butt kicked. Like, I'd like yeah. to go out there and at least be competitive in the back middle of the field. It's. I think getting to that level, there's no sense of disrespect. And yeah. No. No. Fly out there with yeah. little fingers. Yeah. <laughs> just just like, right. No, I mean, you got you to gotta imagine there's tons of pros that are coming back from injury. There's tons of pros that are, you know. That's true like women pros that have given birth one year and the next year they're still racing pros and their, their yeah. body, the body is not there yet and stuff like that. And so I don't find those people disrespectful to the that's sport. True. I just that's find true, like yeah. that they're, you know, they're coming back. That's the more amazing thing to me. And this is something that as men, we never understand is like women who go through pregnancy and then come back and are racing professional that next year. That's incredible. Yeah. Yep. Do you have yeah. any good, good friends who are pro? Yeah, yeah, I've I've I have a lot of guys who have grown up them. racing. Get, yeah. the, get their two cents. I'm mm -hmm. sure that they can give you some good yeah. answers. Yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. there's a couple guys I know. I'm gonna ask their their firm opinion on it. So there you go. Yeah. Yep, it'll be a fun year either way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. We're doing Whistler either way. So yes, yeah, yeah. for sure. I keep thinking like <laughs> I'm thinking like oh he doesn't need to do Whistler. He can go to you know the World Championships and all these other things that you can do. Well, I'll tell so. I'll tell you what that'll be funny if that's one of my first pro races is jumping into my first Ironman. You, <laughs> would, you would do okay, like there, like yeah. Um, yeah. you know, there's a there's pros around here and they, mm -hmm. um, you know, they'll go to Whistler and they you would have I mean they have a mechanical right yeah. like yeah and then you go from nine thirty to ten thirty in an Ironman. I mean like yeah. you you're gonna surprise yourself. You're gonna do fine. Yeah. 
if you decide to take a pro card. I mean, I'm not saying you're going to win every race. Oh God! But I do think that I need to start getting tested bad. If that, if that, if I win a race, you guys need to start cast, like yeah, like <laughs> questioning me at this podcast yeah. and be like, "That's not realistic." We'll, we'll go ahead and we'll establish a baseline here. I'm going to have you. Pee, <laughs> yeah. have you pee Please in pee this, in this cup. Pee in this can of of, of uh, Lacroix. Lacroix. <laughs> are you, you going to drop an advertisement for Lacroix too. right now? <laughs> yeah, it's an advertisement. Sponsor us. That's a whole new kind of LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> That's about what it tastes like, right? Yeah, tastes like a baseline. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I taste a little EPO in there. Is he well hydrated at least? <laughs> yep. Yummy. <laughs> yep. But yeah, it was a fun weekend. And yeah, I mean, that was... Uh, you had a lot of friends there. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Had, a, had a good support system there, which always just makes it so much more fun. Yeah. Had you guys out here, which yeah. I know are always supporting me. Sent you guys yeah. a cheesy text afterwards. Was awesome. I was yeah. feeling super emotional after, <laughs> yeah. so. <laughs> Tears. Yeah. My yeah, mom sent me, like, awesome. the funniest. She, she listens to this, too. She sent me, like, the funniest emotional text. It was yeah. really funny, so. Yeah. <laughs> she was, yeah. Well, there was there was a point. The, the reason she sent that is there was a point when the tracker went off. So I was, like, I think I was sitting in, like, second amateur or something mm-hmm. like that. And then the tracker shut down at, like, mile 7.9 or 7.9. So she and she had thought that oh, I I like stopped or died dropped off out. Right? that I had dropped out. So she was she was like, you know, obviously not too you know sad. Yeah, she, yeah. she she was definitely sad that like <laughs> potentially, you know, her son's like laying on the side of a road somewhere. <laughs> just She's uh, like, he's dead in a ditch. <laughs> I told him not to run out at that pace. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so it was it was a good day and yeah, fun weekend. Totally, yeah, fantastic, amazing, good for you. Man. Thank you guys. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm. I, I. I feel like sometimes I'm watching you guys race, and I'm like, I'm kind of their fan. <laughs> I'm kind of like Evan's biggest fan. I'm kind well, of, this I'm is kind of Lance's it fan cha- boy. It, it changes from side to side. The time. I mean, I. I remember when like Jake had jumped into the yep. one, two, three races. Yeah, yep. I was a Jake fan for those right. exactly. races. Like I really, I, I was convinced in my head when he crashed in that sprint that he was going to win that Absolutely. race. Like I convinced myself Jake had basically won a one, two, three race in his upgrade. So I know. I'm like, we're like biggest fans. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Yeah, Jake 1.0, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. 2.0 will come back to uh, 2.0, man. He's cap five all the way, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Uh, all right. That, was, one, that was a long back pedal. We haven't that even got was. to you, Jake. Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to? Wanna... Here's, the, here's the good part. I don't have much going on, so it's pretty quick. Uh, watched a bunch of soccer games with my kids. Nice. That was fun. I yeah. bumped into Matt down there. Yes, soccer dads. Oh. <laughs> How are soccer. the kids' teams doing? Are they, I mean. Good, yeah. Wow. Who's started? Both my kids, they won their games, so. Okay. I think both my kids lost their games. <laughs> so they, my kids did not play Jake's kids. <laughs> That's That was going to be my next <laughs> question. Is question. If. If they played, who would win? They're different ages. Uh, they I are. Think. They are different ages. Different but, genders. Uh, and, yeah. Jake, Jake's, yeah. Jake's youngest daughter, Camden, is like vicious. She would destroy my boys. Even my, <laughs> even my like six. Yeah, she's like six, but she would take on my eight-year-old kid and just absolutely destroy him. So. My youngest is something else, man. She's she tenacious. Is, gosh, she's so fun to watch. She, is, she yeah. goes out there and just tears it up. Does she so. love it? Oh, she absolutely yeah. adores it. I love so. to see kids that love <laughs> soccer. <Yeah>. It's <laughs> funny, and I'm not just saying this because she's my kid, but it's not too often you see a kid at, yeah, here we go again sorry guys sorry about that um <laughs> it's not too often you see a kid at that age that just has this this presence on the field that's mm-hmm. coupled with like foresight and like is already passing and and is positioning herself and is thinking like a couple steps ahead of the game i'm like 
where did you get that from? You know, it's just, it, no, I'm dead yeah, Cause you, cause you played it's, baseball it's, growing yeah, up, right? It's yeah. I mean, you don't expect kids at that level to, to play like that. So it's mm-hmm. really, it's something else to watch. And then she's got athleticism for days and it's just awesome. Yeah. So she's going to be a lot of fun to watch. That's um, awesome. And my uh, oldest daughter, she's a, a great player in her own right. I mean, mm-hmm. she is a, a budding athlete that she's got this massive amount of speed in her. Um, unfortunately for her, she grew a lot over the last year and right. a half, and she continues to keep growing. I mean, she's already she's Jeez. twelve years old, and she's like five, How tall is she? five four, I think. I mean, it doesn't okay. sound that tall, but for twelve, for I twelve, mean, that she's, is tall. Yeah, she's grown quite a bit. So it'd be like me putting you on stilts and say, "Let's go play soccer," yeah. you know. So she's kind of working on it, but it's starting to come back around now. Because before she went through her big growth spurt, she was just hell on wheels. She could just fly like the wind, and then all of a sudden, she's like, "Oh, I'm kind of awkward <laughs> right now." And I hope she doesn't listen to this because you're not awkward, kiddo. Um, you're just growing into your own, your own yeah, body here, but, yeah. um, it's starting to come back to her and she's learning new positions and she's always been like a forward mm-hmm. and a lot of times midfield would be like her secondary position. And now she's learning the defensive part of the game. And I think once she becomes proficient at defense and then all of a sudden this beat comes around and she starts to do a little bit more stuff as a forward, mm-hmm. she's going to be a very skilled, multi-talented player. So soccer. Talk and that's, here. I mean, <laughs> if she's, if she's getting more and more athletic yeah. at a young age yeah. too, she can develop into the skills. Yeah. I mean, soccer, American soccer is a much more athletic game than the international game it really is yeah bigger well, stronger athletes and she's at that age now where um i can actually i'm kind of kicking around the idea of taking out and start working on some plyometrics and some agility drills mm-hmm. and some sprint drills and some resistance training things like that that would actually serve her well from a physiological standpoint and just like the whole yeah. proprioceptive mm-hmm. stuff will start to kick in and there's just gonna be a whole adaptation phase that will happen for her that will help her expedite this growing process so it should be fun yeah, yeah we'll do that that's and then awesome my yeah. um my son is he is just ramped up and, and pumped. Um, I ordered him his first uh, cycling kit because he's going to race with us in 2019. No nice. Yeah. That's so awesome. He's just, he was like, all weekend he's asked me great questions about the kids like do i get gloves too and do i get an orange water bottle like the team gets and i'm like <laughs> yes sir buddy you get one of those as well so he's all pumped up and he's like well what about when we go out and like to the road races you said you're gonna take me to the road races do i just ride my mountain bike on that i'm like no we'll get you a road bike and his Whoa. eyes just like lit up so yeah. um yeah he's all he's all pumped and jazzed about that you gotta plug in the old tour de france tapes for him now yeah. he's gonna start <laughs> well, and here's the other thing is um he loves triathlon so i'm like oh man we're gonna steal your, your, your dad your dad's not a triathlete <laughs> your dad right now would sink in the swim like your dad has no arms to do nothing um so i i got some people though i'll have to introduce you so you guys totally. left him help him out with that. oh yes no he's, problem he's pumped about running um uh, middle school or yeah in middle school they've got the, the cross country team for the uh-huh. boys uh, so he's pumped about that he's uh, already on swim team and doing swim lessons and then he's gonna be racing bikes with me and starting in the spring so See, these are these could are, come the, around these are the kids that are gonna be yeah, we're gonna be like forty something, and they're gonna be kicking our butt so yeah. hard. Yeah, it's when, gonna when, be. When, yeah, when we're forty something. When Matt's <laughs> Matt'll be what? Two years older than me. Then. Yeah, be eighty. <laughs> yeah. So, um, other than that, went out and watched uh, Hetmere. Watched um, cool. A lot of I was a little late getting to the to the the race because I'd watch the soccer games, but I got to watch a lot of people race, and that was a lot of fun. And took some pictures there, and um, coupled those up with all of my soccer pictures. And what else happened? Oh, we had our team party last night at um, at Hub Brewery. How was that? That mm-hmm. was actually a lot of fun. fun. We had quite a few people. It was nice. a pretty packed, uh, pretty packed house. Had quite a few people there, and got to all hang out and just kind of celebrate the end of the uh, the summer season and and the kickoff of the cross season. That was nice. fun. And the one fun bit of news that I had for this past week on Friday, my new bike frame arrived. So I get to build that up um, one of these days when I've got two working hands. Ah. <laughs> is it um, is it BMC? 
It is a BMC. Correct. Okay. It's the, uh, the, the it's not the time machine that we're looking at here in the uh, the studio, but it's actually the uh, team machine. It's team the SLR one disc. Okay. Um, I'm I got the frame mod and I'm going to do a custom build on it instead this go around. So it's going to be pretty slick looking. With, oh yeah, colors. It's uh it's matte black with uh, um black lettering on it, but BMC makes a cool little overlay sticker for their down tube sticker. Nice. And it's orange, so it's going to have uh, yeah. have the team colors on there. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Anyway, I don't want to ramble on too much. I know that we're uh, over 45 minutes into this thing, and we haven't even started the true <laughs> part of the show yet, so I will shut up. <laughs> All right. Let us start with our first topic, and we're going to talk about bike handling. And I'm looking at the two triathletes across the table because yeah, you guys are like, like consummate professionals and, and just fabulous bike handlers. And they're oh, going to talk to us about all triathletes, yeah. triathlete <laughs> bike handling skills. <laughs> oh. So, um, you know, tips, tricks, do's, don'ts, uh, stories, and then channeling your inner Peter Sagan. Yes. So, bike handling. Bike what, handling. What are some tips that you guys have? What are some things that you could put out there for the folks who maybe need to work on their bike handling skills? <coughs> I'm trying to be oh, there's, sorry. <laughs> there, there's no like quick fix for this. I think everybody. Yeah, it, there is. It's funny. There is a quick fix yeah. for this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I you're going to be like, like, do cyclocross. I was thinking like years <laughs> and years of racing with road cyclists. No. <laughs> you you got to ride on the dirt. Uh, no. Amen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to ride on the dirt. It, it, riding on the dirt just it forces the bike handling because yeah. when you screw up you crash and generally the crashes aren't as bad so yeah. bad because you're not going as fast and it's softer landings because you're yeah. in the trees or in the dirt but um you think mountain biking or do you think cyclocross type I, stuff? either way I, does graveling go into depends, there or not quite it depends on the person if you are comfortable in your own skin and comfortable with bikes i think that you can go straight to a, a cross bike but if you've got somebody who's very apprehensive very like sketchy or skittish about riding in the dirt to begin with let them start with a mountain bike with a wider tire that's going to give them a little bit more of a footprint to work with yeah mm-hmm. that's good but um if you do start with that mountain bike though transition yourself to a cross bike because that's where it'll really kick into high gear triathletes are are traditionally terrible bike handlers and it's not it's not just because you're triathletes it's because time trial bikes are squirrely which is a different animal too it's (laughs) it's it's a whole different balance system when you're in a time trial position it's there's more than one negative right there's that and then there's a lot of time trials you know they're never going to bike with another biker they can go do right they can go ride in the middle of the road by themselves put their hour workout in and then come back and you know and put on their compression socks and a lot of indoor (laughs) put on their compression (laughs) socks I had to there's, think of something clever. There's a, there's a lot of indoor riding in the triathlon That's world, true. too. That's so, true. Which is, I mean, when you think about it, for the sake of triathlon, it's usually a pretty good idea. Because, I mean... I think so. Yeah, well, I here's s- another thing. Well, when you, you, come, to, to, you, when to you come to triathlon, too, both of you guys... Well, Evan, you're a little bit of an anomaly here, so I'll yeah, talk yeah. to Matt. Matt's I care your, from cycling. Matt is your yeah. stereotypical like, you know, triathlete. You mm-hmm. came to the sport as a right. runner. You yes. weren't a skilled, you know, right. cyclist coming into the sport saying, I'm going right. to try this new sport. I've like conquered everything bike right. and I'm going to go triathlete now. So yeah, you no. don't have that, that bike pedigree. You don't have that bike handling. Yeah. And background. like literally you go mm-hmm. from being like, I rode a bike when I was like 12 and yeah. then I started running and yeah. that was, you know, and then you're like, I, I might've ridden a bike to a class in college once. <laughs> and then it's like, and then another, and then another 15 years went by right. and I got on the bike again. And so you're really starting from scratch, yeah. which is, it's different than when you're a kid and you, you know, and you're on these bikes and you're like taking turns for fun with your friends and you're doing jumps and stuff like that. If you're starting to spike stuff in your 40, you just don't want to crash. So you're tense 
And so my recommendation for people is like, you need to relax out there. You need to relax because if you're tense, I feel like things don't go well. Like I don't think you can move as well. And I just think, I think um, by candling things, they tend to get really dangerous when people are tensed up. Um, and I also think people should, should practice riding in a group. I think when yeah, you yeah. only ride by yourself, you know, you, you don't have the, the s- encouragement to work on bike handling skills. So mm-hmm. I think it's also probably something to do with, I mean, most triathletes, just like Jake was referencing there, start triathlon when they're in their thirties or forties. Right. I mean, the joke is it's the midlife crisis sport. Yeah. yeah. yeah like sure. there's a reason that that is the yeah. joke is. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you think about that, your, your prefrontal cortex is completely developed at that point. You have kids, a career, just like you said, right. you're scared of crash. Yeah. That's it's real. It's, it's not like when you're the 15, 16 year old young right. cross kids that we talk about who go out there like, what does that kid have to worry about if he crashes? Yeah, exactly. Nothing. I mean, like right. he goes to school His the next day. Yeah. yeah. He goes to school the next day and gets to tell a cool story. Uh, Even plus, though I don't have kids and stuff, yeah. if I crash and break something, that is like my career. I mean, I'm a physical therapist. That's yeah. my career. Yeah. yeah. Like I cannot break my wrist, yeah. period. Right. Like there's, I do not have the option to break my wrist because I don't have off days. So yeah. that's... Well, there's a lot more people that come to the sport of cycling in general that are not triathletes and, yeah. and yep. they're, they're new to it because it's a fantastic way to get exercise. It's yeah. a fantastic it way is, to move yeah. yourself around. Like if you're commuting into a city, especially where we live here in Kansas, mm-hmm. Washington, to get into Portland on some days, in some days uh, in your Jump car, bike. it yeah. could take you an hour and a half because you're sitting in traffic. You can hop on your bike and you can be downtown in what? 40 minutes or yeah, four really on, 40 minutes. Yeah, so, honestly, about 45 minutes, I think, yeah, almost on the dot. Yeah. yeah. So there are a lot of people who commute, and, and Portland is known as a biker city. So there's yeah. a lot of people who are like, you know what? I'm going to ditch the car. I'm going to get myself a bike. Well, you know, they don't have that that skill set of yes. handling a bike, especially when it's a little bit crappy weather out or slick or whatnot. So yeah. uh, you're going to learn real quickly what bike handling skills are all about. But um, there's a lot of people that just like, you know, you get to that age of like, you know, say 35, 40 years old, and then you're like looking down like, man, I've got an extra 40 or 50 pounds of me. I need to do something about this. And someone says you should give cycling a go well they might jump on a mountain bike they might jump mm-hmm. on a road bike and they're going to go out and start riding and it's the same thing they're going to come to something as mm-hmm. a new person and they're not going to have these skill sets so let's get into some um some more tips lance already alluded to the riding on dirt that's yep. a fantastic tip and even there you can kind of break that down of um things that you can be doing to help yourself improve your bike handling skills other than just getting on the bike itself so mm-hmm. if i can give you some pointed tips like while you're doing that that's going to really help you increase your overall bike handling skills, which is going to make you more successful cyclist and hopefully not get hurt. So you guys got any other specific tips? I've got some for triathlon. So, so, yeah. so let's think we've, we've mentioned on a much earlier po- uh, podcast, the, uh, in the aero position, grabbing nutrition in bottles. Also, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Every time I hear the word nutrition now, I think a Lance is funny. Did you nutrition your dog this morning? I nutritioned the dog this morning. I'm sorry. Every single time I hear that, now, even through the course of the week and out there at the cross races, I hear people saying nutrition. I'm, I'm yeah. snickering. So it's Ryan is his it's name, Ryan. right? So Ryan, thank you for making me chuckle. Thank you, Ryan. So sorry. go ahead. So do you feed your dog gels then? Is that what this is? Because nutrition isn't like food to me. That's No, like, but that's why it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, so like when, when you're reaching for those back arrow bottles or right. as I saw this weekend with a couple of people at the aid stations, when you got to grab. So in the cycling world, guys, don't think about this twice. You go and grab the bottle at the, right. you know, feed zones or whatever. 
in the triathlon world, that is like a scary endeavor for some people to take that right hand off off the handlebar, go and grab that <clears throat> bottle from the shaking volunteer who just doesn't want to make you crash, basically, and doesn't know when to let go of the bottle. Yeah. So there's there's definitely worthwhile things to practice if you're going to yeah. do a triathlon race, especially if you're going to do an Ironman. Uh, I think for all cyclists, you need to practice riding with one hand. Yes. And it, you don't right. have to be taking bottle exchanges for people, but just get comfortable having one hand on the right. wheel. And mm-hmm. you don't have to be going 20 miles an hour doing that. You know, Keep yeah. yourself slow in the event that something goes sideways, but keep yourself slow so you can right. work on yeah. the balance and working on you know grabbing brake if you have to and, and taking stuff out of your jersey pocket. Spend time doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and don't just do it for one or two minutes. Spend 10, 15 minutes just riding with one hand. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think all of us have probably forgotten, but like when you start cycling, like just getting the water bottle out and taking a sip of water and putting it back in is like a little bit of a skill set that people aren't born mm-hmm. with. Right. Like when they're biking, it's, it's yeah. um, I don't remember who it was, but someone was talking to me and they were like, yeah, I've, I've really got to practice that. And I was like, yeah. You do. Um, Especially if you're in a pace line. You think about it. If you're in a pace line, there's a lot of people who I realize will not take water in pace lines. And I think it does have to do with they're not as confident when their heart rate's high when the pace is up. And they're like, got to get that bottle without (laughs) breaking center line. Yeah. And then another thing to practice would be like kind of, you know, when we we say holding your line, we're talking about like try to keep going straight and not swerve. Uh, And you'll need to be able to probably look around your shoulder a little bit to see if there's traffic and things like that without swerving, Um, which, you know, I mean, if you if you're swerving and and there's traffic, then there's there's a a major fear of of that, you know, accidents happen for sure. Um, But being able to hold your line is safe for you and it's also safe for the other people that are biking with you. Um, So so that's an important kind of thing to always be working on. That was actually one of my tips too. So you've got the fog line, which is that white line on the right side of the road that usually defines the the bike lane or fog, you know, like where cars are driving around. Practice riding on that line and don't deviate from it. And once you get that part down, mm-hmm. practice riding on that line, taking something out of your back pocket, yep. taking a drink of water, riding with right. one hand, or um, yep. you know, working on increasing or decreasing your speed or braking. There's all those things you can do on that white line, and it's yep. it's uh, you know, Ex- one, well, then, except for turning on it, do not turn <laughs> on the white line, <laughs> especially yeah. when it is wet out. Please yes. don't do that, <laughs> and don't do this. Don't ride on that white line when it is wet out. Please. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that's a good point, Matt. Thank yeah. you. You can also get like rollers are great to practice that too. Oh, yeah. Rollers, yeah. Fo- and the thing is with rollers is if you fall, it's just funny. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. if you fall outside, obviously there's going to be some consequences. If you fall in your hallway against the wall next to you, that's just right. something you laugh about. So yeah, I think forces was, you to hold that line. I think it was my kind of after my second year of biking i got a pair of rollers and like that i mean you just your skills improve so dramatically because it just smooths out your pedal stroke and so uh, people are hearing the word rollers matt you want to explain what yeah, rollers are so mm-hmm. so um we'll probably talk about bike trainers on this podcast all the time um and we might mention rollers but uh trainers are, these are things that you know oftentimes cyclists will do indoors so let's say um it's you know let's say we're talking about lance here right like lance hates to ride indoors uh but when it's when it's icy out when it's absolutely icy out and there's he has no other choice he grabs his um, mountain bike and it's maybe (laughs) (laughs) he grabs his his mountain bike and (laughs) fat bike he realizes that the mountain bike has got two flat tires and (laughs) and his pump is in idaho and his other three mountain bikes also have two flat tires (laughs) and yeah and all eight of his bikes were stolen by evan yeah then he's like stuck doing this indoor workout and so he has the choice you know he can you know he he might have a pair of rollers which is is actually it's interesting it's basically like three pins like uh 
you know, think of them like um, a drum kind of round drum thing. Yeah, like yeah. a round drum, and uh, and you can put the bike on it, and it's pretty tricky balancing. But what you can do is once you get up to speed, the the drums are spinning, and you know your front wheel and your back wheel are on drums, and so you balance on these drums, and it's it's pretty. At first, you're like, that how's that even possible? Uh, but it's pretty neat once you get going and once you get it's used to like it. A, a gyro or a gyro or whatever it is. Yeah, the momentum keeps you right. upright. And it's yeah. about, yep. it's somewhere around 14, 15 miles an hour or so is when you kind of get to the, the point where you're stabilized, um, which isn't that hard to do on rollers because remember, these are fairly flat and, and there's other things too, like you have to pump your tires up and things like that. But um, they are tremendous for making you like smooth out your pedal stroke because if you slam on the pedals or if you jerk the wheel or anything like that, you're not going to be able to stay on the rollers themselves. So I think they're a great tool. Um, I don't think that they're like a must have or anything like that. Um, I think it takes, it's, it, it takes some practice for sure. Yeah. If you're interested in learning more about them or even what they are or how to get on and off them, yeah. there are some great videos on YouTube that yeah. you can pop on just cycling sure. roller, you know, rollers. So kind of, yeah, I think it helped me a lot. Just like I, I basically spent like a winter doing it, and then I, I went from hanging on of you know pack of my friends, you know, just barely hanging on to being like one of the leaders for that group, which you know it, it wasn't like the Tour de France like or anything like that, but like it was a significant improvement, you know, amongst my own personal peers and things like that. And I pretty much attribute all of that to a winter of doing workouts yeah. on the rollers and yeah. stuff like that. So. Um, I also think, you know, and then when we mentioned bike trainers, we're talking about um, your either your rear wheel coming off or um, locking your rear wheel in and picking it up off the ground so that your rear wheel spins when you pedal, uh, but you don't actually go anywhere. So you can do indoor workouts that way as well. Yep. Any other tips or tricks for bike handling skills, guys? Anything that you got? Get comfortable with bumping into each other on the bike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's actually, I mean, if we're, if we're going to talk like, I'm not advocating to be the guy who like is grabbing the back of people's saddles and like holding on so that they have to pedal you and stuff like that. Even though that's kind of funny, but like you need to be okay with me and Lance. I've talked before that we mentioned on the St. Helens ride, you know, we bumped into each other a couple times and everything on descents and you know, it's fine. You just got to be able to be comfortable. If you want to get into bike racing, you need to be comfortable with that because it's no, going to no happen. Panic. No, with, you know, riding an inch and a half yeah. from your you wheel or your handlebars. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, cha and challenge yourself to be more <clears throat> comfortable getting right onto somebody's rear wheel. You'll also realize you get a really, yeah. really nice draft benefit yeah. there. That's I, <laughs> I think about my older brother a lot when I when we talk about some of kind of like these tips and tricks and things like that. And I remember like being like, "Hey, you know, I, you know, you should you should try to draft my wheel." You know, we would go out for a bike ride together, and you know, just trying to explain like what the draft is and why it, you know, because basically, if you think about it, like that's a huge part of bike racing. Oh yeah. And uh, and it was interesting. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I think I feel it. And I turn around and look back to see where if he's you know on my wheel, and he was probably like twenty feet back. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. easily, I got it. Easily I got triathlon it. legal, yeah. right? <laughs> he, was, like, he was legally like, drafting. You and I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like, dude, I will not touch my brakes. I need you to, you know, get like within a, a wheel's length, right? Like, you know, like kind of get in <laughs> that in like two feet. He of would me. He would not get. Yeah, it's close. too. It's spooky. It is to begin it with. It's pretty yeah. scary. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, and it's one of those things where he only bikes by himself. So he doesn't bike with people yeah. and he tries to bike where there's not that much traffic and stuff like that, but he's racing triathlons. So yeah. he needs, you know, and so I'm hoping, um, I'm just hoping sometime he'll come visit and we'll just like spend some quality time biking so that he can pick up as much as possible in a short amount of time, you know, riding with someone. Yeah. So 
How about this one? Always look where you're going, not just right in front of your wheel. Uh, so you yeah. want to be looking yeah. at like the, the end of a turn as opposed to the beginning of a turn. And, yeah. and the funny thing is, is your body will know where it needs to be if you're looking ahead of the, the, the game here. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're more times than not, you're going to be much quicker, more agile through a turn. So uh, looking out in front of you is a, a huge, huge benefit that I can tell people, especially when you're doing like a lot of mountain biking stuff, you're going to see pay a lot more dividends there. Uh, on the road side of things, I think it pays dividends there. And another thing, especially while you're on the road and the mountain for that matter is um, break before not during a turn um, yep. that will actually help you quite a bit in terms of getting through that turn a lot quicker and you'll be more balanced and what if what if you're uh, in the middle of a turn and you realize you've you're kind of over sh- yeah you've oh you've got a break of course but you're no commit you to it <laughs> <laughs> lean, <laughs> just lean until you are touching pavement yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just don't get too overzealous with those breaks because that's where things can go really yeah. haywire and that was that, that's actually a nice segue man okay. nice call get really familiarized with your brakes and how sensitive they are and yeah. how much um, actuation or how much uh, action you're going to yes. get off those things as you grab them. Or if you um, need to replace the pads. Replace <laughs> 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 pads. Um, and obviously there's going to be a huge difference between, say, riding a road bike with disc brakes on it and a road bike with cantilever brakes on it or rim brakes. Um, you're going to have much, much greater braking power with the uh, the, 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 the disc brakes. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely make sure that you know your bike pretty well and, and how well it works and practice braking that stuff. Don't practice like, all right, I'm going to go hit this corner at 40 miles an hour, you know, and <laughs> see how it, how my, my brakes fire. work. You <laughs> know, go out in a safe place and, and get comfortable using your brakes. You know, practice braking hard at five miles an hour, practice braking hard at 10 miles an hour and so on and so forth until you get really familiar with how your bike brakes and then you should after some time and experience, have a really good idea of how hard you can go into a corner. And it's always, from a safety perspective, better. Um, you know, you're not getting paid millions of dollars to go out and race right. your bike. Go into that corner just a touch slower, mm-hmm. knowing yeah. that you can always pedal out of it and make up for it, as opposed to a touch too fast. Because, um, yeah, going down and, yeah. and braking stuff is no fun. The other thing with braking would be like anytime you have an adjustment to your brakes, you know, you kind of need to just, what I do is I kind of give them a couple taps as I'm starting to roll so I get a feel for where that braking point is. Yeah. Because, you know, even when you switch wheel sets, right? Oh, you yeah. Know, the, the rim width is different in your. Well, of course, I'm not thinking about disc brakes here, but like the braking can be different significantly, you know, and if you're expecting your brakes to hit at a certain point and they hit at a different point, you might be stopping faster or slower than you are expecting to. So, And another thing about the cornering part of it is try and keep your center of gravity lower. It's going to help you brake Mm -hmm. better. So it's a little bit easier on a mountain bike, say, that has a dropper post, which is a a seat that you can actually adjust up and down as you're riding it by pushing buttons and just putting a little bit of weight on it. You really can't do that on a road bike, but what you can do is you can keep your center, your your upper body Mm -hmm. a little bit lower and and um, you know, try and get your your weight distributed on the bike so that you can keep that center of gravity as yeah. low as possible. So, and then let's say you're hitting a downhill left hand turn, you always want your left knee then. So whatever way you are turning, you want that pedal stroke to be up. Yeah, on that, that the side. inside knee always and has to knee be flared up. out. Exactly. So you can yeah. And then your your toe too. You want to point your toe down. You want to put pressure into mm-hmm. the toe over the spindle as opposed to just keeping your foot flat or just putting your weight on your saddle. No, put the weight on that outside foot. So you want to yep. push down on that foot and that's actually going to help you get greater traction. And that's a, a mm-hmm. nice little cornering tactic for going around a corner a little bit and, faster. And Jake has like a ton of KOM descents. So he kind of has got <laughs> oh. this down to an art. Oh, and so does this guy sitting next to me, Mr. Lance Hepler. <laughs> and these two guys over here do not. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that just comes from a lot of mountain bike riding. I mean, to yeah. go back yep. to, to Lance's yep. original... Uh, 
um, idea or suggestions riding off there. dirt. It's yeah. yeah, it's riding off road that really taught me how to handle my bike and, and mm-hmm. really just asking a lot of questions. And I will still to this day get absolutely destroyed on downhill stuff when I go ride with guys that have a ton of mountain bike or not mountain biking motocross experience. Those guys, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, just know how to handle a bike like it's nobody's business. And it's maybe that's another thing that we need to throw out here is go ride a motorcycle. Go ride I don't a know. Motorcycle. That but, would, uh, the, um, the best bike handler I knew back in Ohio was a good friend of mine, Robert Jensen. And yeah. he came from yeah, motorcycle, motorcycle racing yeah. and then just became one of the best crit racers like yeah. in Ohio. The guy was. He was fearless yeah. in those. He was yeah. terrifying in those corners. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, a buddy of mine down in Southern California, Casey Burton, is just like an all-time, you know, huge like downhill mountain bike, crazy fast guy. And mm-hmm. background motocross. You yep. got uh, the guys on our team. You've got the yep. Hamness brothers, and you've got Brian and Wise. Brian those Wise. guys are big motocross. motocross guys. Those guys yeah. can really handle their business on the downhill stuff. So, yeah, maybe there's something there. Maybe I need to get a motorcycle. Yeah. Maybe not. And it's just cool. <laughs> yeah, and it's cool. It's so. very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Cycling, like no, nobody's like, man, that guy looks cool on that bike. Unless it's <laughs> us cyclists, <laughs> everybody looks at a motorcycle and is like, I want to be that guy. Uh, you do not look cool in lycra. No, period. No, there's nobody no way you looks can make cool, that look cool in skin tight <laughs> lycra. <laughs> oh, um, another thing: shift before, not after, or, dur- or rather during a turn. Um, that's another yeah. thing to remember. So, if you do need to shift, and you've all of a sudden got to shift while you're in a corner, your bike's not going to shift unless you pedal. And if you pedal with mm-hmm. yourself turned over and you have a pedal strike, things get ugly. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, what else you guys got? Um, vision is very important. Yes, sir. Get your vision checked. <laughs> well, I mean, like if you wear glasses, yeah. wear your glasses when you ride yeah. so that you can see the little small things in the road. If the sun, if it's going to be sunrise or sunset, have a visor, wear a cycling cap under your helmet yeah. or something so that you can protect or wear glasses mm-hmm. so that you don't yeah. take a fly to the eyeball ask me how i know so that you know you don't you just you've got to have good vision too that has a big to do with how evan you you never wear glasses Uh, no i do i i used to and then uh, i gotta make a confession my eyesight is getting bad okay like bad i am i'm legally blind my left eye without corrective lenses so i am yeah, and the eyesight's not getting. I'm kind of in denial right now. I'm like, no, no, my eyesight's not yeah. getting worse, but yeah. it's getting worse right I've now. I've ridden a lot of miles, and eyesight aside, yeah, wear glasses for protective reasons. Right. Yeah. There's so much crap that can fly up and hit you in the yeah. eye. I mean, I've I think my my, my my issue is as my eyesight's gotten worse because I used to always ride with sunglasses no matter what yeah. for those right. reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I don't feel like I'm able to see the little inconsistencies in the road as well when I have the sunglasses when I have sunglasses right. uh-huh. on. But you, you could use my clear, eyesight starting. You could use me. clear glasses. Yeah, I do. I, I, like I actually that. have a pair that I'm gonna start no, using okay. this because as soon as it starts raining, I'm gonna be wearing the glasses. So, so I've already harped them now. Let's see, I've yeah. got him. I've bugged him. All right, headphones. Headphones. That's me. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna bug you. Yeah. Legs. Yeah. <clears throat> Shaving. Yeah. Shaving. yeah. <laughs> hey, you, you know what else for bike handling does really well? Yeah, right. Being aerodynamic. I, I won four races last week with hairy legs, so suck it, man. But that's <laughs> off road <laughs> racing. That doesn't even. Everybody right. in the off road world has <laughs> hairy legs. Did anyone heckle you about your land? Your no. Leg hair the, no. I didn't hear that. That's like the <laughs> one place you won't get heckled is mountain bike and cycle You're like racing. winning the race, and they're like, why haven't you shaved your leg? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's another thing. Um, riding your bike extremely slow, like yeah. just like mm-hmm. going as slow yep. as you possibly can and just kind of like it's like a, a was it a trialist, time trialist or whatever? Or Try a, to make a 180 trialist. turn. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. Without clipping out or yep. work on your track stand. Um, and yep. basically what a track stand is, is I you're love it. not yeah. going to clip out or step off your pedals. You're going to stay on your bike, but you're not going to move. So you're going to work on getting that balance point. And it's... Um, we that, used to do that, cone that, drills for fun yeah. at the bike yeah. shop. We would just, you know, reach down, grab... Yep. Grab whenever you're going test bike, ride a bike around. That's what we would do. Yeah. yeah. 
that's uh, those are a couple good ways to get real good balance and proprioceptiveness mm-hmm. about being on your bike. Um, just having that good spatial awareness. Yeah. And also, you want to be able to be that guy at the bike. Like, you you can always tell who are the better bike handlers because they're the guys when the bike race is getting started that are still kind of slow riding around talking to Pete. You just spend more time on the bike in those slow situations, which is like in the parking lot before the race, riding your bike up to the line, yeah. Yeah. going in at it. Like just get comfortable riding your bike around people. Mm-hmm. There's a little subtle. So after uh, nationals in Cleveland, we had to ride back up to our hotel. Right. And you had to ride through uh, this trail that had a ton of people walking right. on it. And it was up and down quite a bit. Yeah. And I realized I was riding back with a group of friends and stuff. And I had a couple of friends were able to stay with me on that. We were riding very slow uphill because mm-hmm. we were walking behind people. And yeah. other <laughs> other triathletes, as I know we're going to get giggles around the table with that, had to unclip over walking their bike. Yeah. Because they just didn't feel comfortable going two or three miles an hour, you know, two, yeah. three, four miles an hour going uphill. Yeah. And that was where I kind of was glad. I was like, I'm glad I have a cycling background right now because yeah. this is actually just kind of fun to do. You're just riding around people and just getting really comfortable riding slow. Yeah on a time trial bike too which is like an awkward thing to do yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> those bikes are not it's, made to go slow <laughs> no it is true the yeah. time trial bike and just like the the handling of yeah it. it's like just the entire you probably system had race wheels on too it's yeah like, uh. <laughs> riding slow with a disc it just doesn't yes. seem right yeah <laughs> and my very last thing and i think i think we're about done here so um before we kick on if you want to know more about bike handling skills Go on to YouTube and type in Mr. Peter Sagan's name. He yes. will show you a yeah. thing or two about bike handling. Oh, my gosh. That guy is just insane, and he is an inspiration, at least to me. is. It's yeah. uh, pretty pretty fancy, fun stuff. <laughs> so. Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's get on uh, with this thing, and yeah. let's jump into the hot seat. We haven't done the hot seat hot in a couple oh, weeks. Hot seat. Here we go. Hot seat. Yeah, I know. Warm these are seat. funny. Mm. <laughs> um, Matt, you want to start yeah, with the hot seat? I have a softball for you guys. Uh-oh. All right. If you weren't doing cycling... All cycling, you know, that's cyclocross, road, mountain bike. What sport would you be interested in doing? We'll exclude triathlon from this, too. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. If, so for you, if you weren't doing triathlon, yeah. you, and you can't just say road, yeah. you know, yeah. swimming. Yeah, yeah I gotcha. Okay. Well, you can start with Jake Von Dern. Jake. Oh, geez. What sport would I be doing besides cycling? Yes. If There's other sports? If, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Cycling dies all of a sudden. There's yeah, no more cycling. The They've recycled all the they bikes take in the all world. all the bikes in the world. They, and, they confiscated Lance's house. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I have a pretty deep passion for snowboarding, and I used snowboarding. to snowboarding. was just really? like, that was my end-all, be-all. I used to snowboard all the time. Oh, I used this to. Is awesome. Oh, I didn't yeah. know this. And then uh, back in 2010, I had a pretty nasty spill. Yeah. Um, broke a binding before I went off a big tabletop jump going through a border cross. I mean, this was one of those tabletops that's probably... 20 feet high and like the, the, the top the top deck was maybe like 30 feet long i i, I cleared it but when i went to land my um right. God, i think it was my front bind yeah it was my front binding it basically wasn't like once i came down onto it it came off and i had a yeah. ragdoll moment <laughs> now, um yeah. i don't you? i don't remember because i again hit my head <laughs> Jeez. and my buddy came up on me and i was out cold um and then woke up and we uh sat there for a couple of minutes and I convinced him that I was okay. Still don't remember any of this. And then I uh, skated down the rest of the way to the bottom of the lift and sat down. And my other friend came up who's a paramedic EMT 
and he said, Hey guys, what's going on? And my buddy Jason says, uh, Hey Brian, I think, I think something's wrong with Jake. And he's like, what happened? He told him the story. And, uh, Brian came over and started asking me some questions and I had no idea like what year it was. I didn't know who the present was. Oh, I, 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 it was like what in my brain, it was 10 was... years earlier. And then he calls over <laughs> ski patrol. And then I got that little e-ticket ride down in the toboggan oh, <laughs> boxed up in the, uh, the ambulance and taken to the hospital for observation for two or three hours. And they laid, let me go. We went to, um, to out to dinner and they told him that they, they had to wake me up like every hour all night long and to just keep an eye on me it's like all right well we've got to go eat dinner we'll keep an eye on him there and i was just asking everybody the same <laughs> list of like six or seven questions over and over and over like every five minutes and they just finally wrote out the answers because it was the same questions and they put them on a piece of paper and handed them to me and they said i was just being completely ridiculous with like the servers and asking them like weird off the pole questions and like, don't don't mind our friend over here so <laughs> and i think it was about nine o'clock at night and this happened at about one um about nine o'clock ish at night was my first memory of like oh wait a second like how did I get here? How did I get here? <laughs> weren't we out? Weren't we out snowboarding? What's going on? So, um, yeah. Anyway, to answer your question, I would I would love to get back into snowboarding. Um, I just don't know if it's a good idea for yeah, me. No. So <laughs> I'm just curious, you know, just yeah. like hear about other people's things that I might be interested in. Yeah, Mr. Lance. Um, soccer, softball, really soccer, surfing. Yeah, you know, scuba diving. Okay, so surfing, skiing. Racquetball. <laughs> just throw it in this. Uh, Ra- this racquetball the, does not fit into that group. No, no, no. Take away racquetball. The game is not just named sports that come <laughs> yeah. to your, to your head. Well, these are all things I've done or have been involved okay. in. Or whatnot. did you play a lot of softball? Like yeah, slow pitch. Yeah. Oh gosh, I played yeah. all the way up until gosh, was it 2013? I had a, a mountain bike crash. <laughs> Everything's crashed. <laughs> crash Everything ends in a crash. <laughs> so I tore my labrum on my right shoulder. I broke the glenoid fossa, and, and I. Um, what else I do? I tore the supraspinatus, so I had to take some time off from softball. I just uh, haven't played since. So it's been yeah. it's been over five years. I think about yeah, it's been over five years since I've played. And I used softball team. Yeah, <laughs> I used to play at a pretty competitive level, yeah. and there was a, probably a stretch of three or four years where we were averaging over 150 games a year. Hundred, oh you're playing every other day. Jeez. Well, we, no, we were playing in um, league nights, like yeah. usually like three nights a week, um, and then playing tournaments on the weekends. In a tournament, you can play sometimes seven, right. eight games. So um, oh we gosh. were adding them up, and we were playing in Southern California. You've got summer and summer light, yeah. so we play yeah. year round. Year and you round. play tournaments year round, and you just play ball. Southern so. California is just this magical land where it's always <laughs> like yes. twelve hours of fourteen hours of sun every day, <laughs> and just seventy five degrees and beautiful. Yeah, Evan, what sport? Soccer. Yeah, soccer. I played. I played nice. a year collegiately. Yeah. yeah. No, I. I'm putting play in quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sat the bench for a year collegiately. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's cool. You know what, yeah. Evan? I think I might have to join you on that one. After watching my kids soccer, play, so much fun. I think that that might be yeah. something I would. Uh, try I grew. Out, so I, I. I. I grew up absolutely loving the sport. Now, my little brother was a very, very good soccer player. Yeah. I was a very, very slow soccer player, so <laughs> not a lot of sprinting skills. Yeah. Mrs. I, Romance, she still plays three times a week. Or Mrs. Something. Really? Romance. Mrs. Romance. This is, this is the Mrs. region Romance for it. I mean, we got like, <laughs> we, got, we got, you know, I mean, the, the, the whole soccer, Cascade yeah. MLS rivalry between yeah. the Vancouver team, the Seattle yeah. team, and the Portland Timbers yeah. is, I mean, this is a big region for soccer. Yeah, yeah I think there's soccer here. How oh, about yeah. you, Matt? I don't know. I you know I've been running for so long. It's hard to think of anything else. Um, I did. I played soccer a little bit when I was younger. Yeah. That would be fun. I I um, did some like rock climbing stuff with my wife, and I really enjoyed that. That's I would totally, I totally get back into that. I've always wanted to try surfing. So Lance, you just got to teach me. 
Surfing around. I've, I've only done it a few times. Okay. That would be something I would love to. <laughs> I know. I would, I would try that yeah. for sure. I just yeah. want to live in San Diego, surfing and rock climbing. Yeah. There yeah. you go. I got one other one. Does competitive fishing count? Is that a sport? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. absolutely yeah. a sport. No. Yeah. No. No, it does not. <laughs> no, that is not a sport. Oh, <laughs> shut down by Mr. Romance. <laughs> yeah. All right. Evan, hot All seat right. it. Here we go. If, let's say, there's going to be a disclaimer to this. Let's say Lance does not take the upgrade until the end of October. Okay. <laughs> how many more races does he go? How long does his win streak last? Ooh, I want I want to give an over under for this, but I think we should just take number bets. Wow. I'm gonna write them down. Oh, no. <laughs> That's hard because cross. There's so many things that yeah. can go sideways. Mechanically yeah. speaking, yes, yep. exactly. Yeah, but he already had mechanical things go sideways, and he still won. So I got, I got. Yeah. Okay, Jake. True. What do you What do you think? Number. What am I marking you down for? Five. Okay, Jake says five. Five more. Five that's now. just a week yep. for Lance, though. So I mean, <laughs> yep, exactly. That's that's one more week is what he's got. There's only three races next week. Oh, okay, so a week and a half. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I got I got I got seven, which is ridiculous. Seven wins. With seven additional wins, which would be unbelievable. I'm gonna top that, and I'm gonna say eight wins. Oh no, I'm gonna say eight wins. There's if he's racing no. three times a week through the rest, that gives that's a win streak for the next three weeks, basically. If I, if I do two more, I will be like thrilled. Because, man, every time right. I line up at one of those races, it's like, yeah, dude, there are like eight guys who could right. smoke me here. Yeah. Just so, on the this is right a whole corner. different ball of wax. But when you first got into cross racing, you had a pretty steady streak that you started you did, when you first actually. got into it. What was that streak? It was only like five races. Gotcha. It was five races. Yeah. Because it was three cat threes and then two cat fours. Okay. There was, so, but those were bigger races. They weren't the, yeah. you know. So your next win, if you win the next race, you will have tied your record yeah, at yeah. Cat 3. Yeah, that's true. That's spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> my, my you guys are putting the pressure on me. I'm, <laughs> yep. I'm starting to sweat I like over it. here. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> my win streak is still intact for cross racing, although I don't get to you know, take another stab at it until next year. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I'll quite reach uh, Lanstom. Uh, Lanstom. <laughs> Lance, got any hot seat questions? I got a hot seat question. What's uh, what's the, your most favorite movie you have seen in the last couple years? Oh man, oh. It's all, mine's all kids movies. <laughs> Can I say one that I'm about to go see? No, you haven't oh, seen it. it. Okay, because <laughs> I feel like I've be, seen a movie. Might tomorrow. be horrible. Oh wait a minute, hold on. Oh, I've got to think of the name. Make me last. Hold on. The mo- okay. A movie that comes to your mind that you really liked in the last uh, year. So there's this movie called Baby. I think it's maybe it might be called Baby Driver. It's, I didn't think the movie was that great. Ryan what, Gosling? Is yeah. that Ryan Gosling? No, what, it wasn't Ryan Gosling. No, no, it was, no. Um, who is the? Oh, it's the other young kid. Younger. There's a young guy. And the but there were some interesting things. Like if you watch the um, the way that they cut the movie, where it's all to a specific like music album. Exactly. Oh. Which I thought was extremely well done. Uh, there's there's actually the I don't know if it's like the opening scene or whatever it is, but there's this scene in there where he's just like basically walking and picking up some stuff i watched that scene and i'm like how on earth did they do this oh, like cool. it's amazing like every step is to the beat and then but like and then they do um a single take on the on the shot or whatever the cinematography is just amazing and you look at it and it just goes and goes and goes and it's like how did you do this in a single take because all this stuff hits to the rhythm of a particular song and like that's it's just crazy it's and it, you know it's 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 a single shot like i don't know i don't know i still don't know how it's possible that baby driver yeah i think it, is it called it's, it's either called baby, baby driver baby or called baby yeah, I don't kevin know. spacey baby. was in it and oh yeah kevin spacey was everybody's in favorite yeah. person now yeah. um yeah that, that was so a that's movie. a movie that I comes to mind that. that's, yeah that's why I mostly i just watch kids movies though 
but now my kids are getting slightly older so they can kind of watch some of like the superhero movies which yeah. are you know so i thought um like guardians of the galaxy was really yeah, good that was a great movie. i thought yeah. it was really good yeah so i mean you know that works what about you jake mm-hmm. I'm kind of right there with him on the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that was really good. The mm-hmm. You said one, but Funny. I'm throw a couple of them. Um, I like the Star Wars. I know that there was some debate on whether or not that was good or not. I oh, still quite boo. still quite enjoyed it. <laughs> 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 I, the one that's still sitting in my head that was one that I watched recently was Deadpool 2. I yeah. think that, that was a really good okay. one. I, I really enjoyed the... the the sensibilities and the comedy humor of those uh, those a movies. A little off color, yes, but, uh, perfect, yeah, <laughs> yes. or a lot off color. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what you're getting into. I think when you watch that, <laughs> right? Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Earmuffs, kids. Oh, I'll, go, get, get I'll go. I'll go. I'll go very dark with my <laughs> okay. pick because it was a great movie. Okay. Does anybody here at this table ever watch horror movies? Anybody no, horror movies? No. 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 <laughs> least, this, least favorite genre. This will be a popular one then. <laughs> so, so there was a movie that came out earlier this year called Hereditary. Did you guys see the commercials for it? No. Oh. It was probably, if you started watching the commercials, you probably shut it off pretty quick. Yeah. It was terrifying. <laughs> Great storyline. Like, cool. it, it was that type of movie that afterwards you had to sit there and Google some of the, yeah. like, symbolism throughout it. Mm-hmm. It was a very well put together, well thought through plot line. Heritage. Okay. It was, it, uh, Hereditary. Oh, sorry. Hereditary, yeah. So, it was a lot like if anybody ever watched the Saul movies. On the Ooh. surface, very gory, seemed like yeah. shock, like horror but actually had a very very well thought through storyline very well done so right. yeah i'm not gonna see that i'll yeah. just say that right now so <laughs> <laughs> anybody listening to i was, podcast thinking, horror I was movies, thinking about it i was thinking about it and then he was like kind of like the saw movies and i'm like nope, no no, no, no it's no. not it, it, it's not like the saw movies it's just it, it's, it's better it's that level of storyline yes. it's not i mean there's some there's not a lot of gore in it okay. no, that that's why there's some gore okay. not a ton of gore. i'm okay with some gore and some yeah. scary stuff it is a great story. Yes, it is a great movie. There are plenty of horror movies out there that are just garbage. <laughs> this like, is a great um, movie. Reservoir Dogs and stuff like that. Like I'm just like like those movies are fantastic. Yeah, they're, they're great. They're excruciating movies. sometimes to watch. Just right? Super yeah. bloody. Yeah, they're super bloody. It's I a mean, Tarantino. Tar- any yes, Tarantino. Any Tarantino, Tarantino stuff movie. Is, yeah. yeah, but I I still think that stuff's good. Yeah, you know, yeah. most of it. Yeah. Good movie. My favorite movie of the last couple of years was um, Hell or High Water. Did you ever see that? No, but I did see commercials for. Is it worth it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Western type ish yeah. movie, bank robber type movie, okay, but with write um, this down. Yeah. Uh, Chris Pine Hell and Ben Foster water. and Jeff Bridges. Okay. Well, that's a good group. Just fantastic script, great filmmaking, great writing. Is is mm. is a very good movie. Hell or High Water. Also, teaser for the future. Have you guys seen commercials for White Boy Rick? No. Oh, the new yeah. Matthew McConaughey. That looks mm. interesting. So it's gonna okay. It's gonna be a drug dealer movie. So if anybody doesn't like that type of movie, it's good. But it's a Matthew McConaughey. And oh, he's is got that a, the one with this, the little kid that's kind of a part of his little like drug, cro- dr- drug kingpin cartel? Yeah, kingpin. based on a true story. But Matthew McConaughey has a mustache in it, which is just <laughs> I mean that's tough to beat. <laughs> All right, hot seat, Jake. All right, first and foremost, this is our twenty fifth podcast. Oh, wow. Ooh, really? That's kind of cool. Huh? Quarter century. How wow. did that happen? <laughs> I don't know, but. Um, reflecting on that, we've had some pretty cool people come on. So my question to you guys is in the future, and we'll say even near future, who are some guests that you'd like to have on the podcast with us? I'll let you think about that for a second. We've had, um, probably, I don't know, four or five people come on and join us. Let's bring, let's bring Justin Wagner back on. Oh, that's a must. I think he's settled down into, uh, the Salt Lake area now. So I think we need to get him back on Justin. I'm going to be calling you this week. I know you're listening. So (laughs) he's, he's awesome to have on for sure. Yeah. Um, so on that note, um, and, and, you know, Lance has had some spectacular interviews that we're going to be um, releasing on their own little uh, 
podcast here pretty soon. You guys should keep an ear out for those. Um, I've uh, managed to get a couple of the people lined up, but who are some mm-hmm. cool people that you guys would like to have on? I, I think it'd be really cool to get a professional cyclist, a current yeah. professional cyclist or um, just to call in sure. with us. Yeah, so and Peter Sagan, if you're listening, I, correct. We, we know you listen, so I, just give us a shout. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I, I think it's possible if if you reach out to the right people for somebody to give it us is. 10 minutes or sure, 15 minutes right. on a sure. phone call. Yeah. So I don't I don't know who that would be. Oh, well, we've but got some, yeah, um, cool. got some guys on the pro tour yep. that are from like the Bend area, which yeah. isn't too far from yep. us. So yeah. um, was that Ian Boswell? Yeah, Ian Boswell. That would be mm-hmm. amazing. Or like Lawson Craddock with his great story from oh, uh, the Tour de yeah. France. Even, I mean, yeah. even some of the continental guys. Like when I was living in Colorado, I have some friends who have a lot of connection to the continental U.S. pro yeah. team. So kind yeah. of hearing from, you know, I mean, the world tour guys are awesome, but then also from, you know, the... Yeah. "Quote unquote," back you know the guys bringing the bottles up and stuff like yeah. that. And yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. I just think it'd be cool. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm just or thinking maybe big. like a Phil Guyman or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. Yes. Phil Guyman. Oh, that would be entertainment that, packed that would with be that hilarious. Be so, Phil, yeah. please. Yeah. So now Matt from the triathlon world. I know. I, I would. You know, Lagerstrom. Yeah. Eric. Yeah. Eric that could, we could ask. Just him watched him win Santa Cruz. That would be. And that that'd be an awesome interview. And he's just get, such, such an interesting guy too. We could get Lagerstrom in studio, couldn't we? Possibly. Yeah, he's from it's, across the river. So yeah, that would be cool. We could lure him over here. Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> we need to work on that. I'm on it. <laughs> and then also, I'll be uh, in Reno for the Interbike National oh, Interbike Conference here coming up for uh, for Edge Cycling. So I'm going to interview my business partner Shane Page yes. first, and then we're going to do some. I'm going to do some lancing out there. <laughs> see, see if I can grab a couple grab interesting people. Yeah, gra- grab an I interesting think, interview or two. I think you know. I know that some of the professional athletes w- we're interested in, but I actually think some of the industry professionals, where yeah. you know they're they're building either you know bike components or whatever it is, I think that would be super interesting as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I go know. grab some cards out there and be like, hey, would you want to call in sometime? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think you mm-hmm. know. And there's some other people. There's some local people that work for SRAM in the area that we could ask to come on the podcast that could be in studio as well. So there's, yeah. there's some really interesting options as you know, yeah. for guests. And I think, I don't know, maybe I'm just that like tech nerd that just wants to, you know, <laughs> yeah. dork out well, on that's the, the cool stuff. components. Really but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd like to see it. I guess the only problem with that is like, you know, we want to ask like, Oh, what's coming next. And of course they're not gonna be able to talk about it, but still it'd be interesting. Just pry at them. We got to like, to like <laughs> give up. Yeah. Give really us, good at interviewing give us insider yeah. information. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as for me, um, I'm not going to put somebody out there because I've got my other people that I'm working on right now that, that they're probably not going to be all as exciting as the people that you are going to have. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, ask the people who are listening to post something up yeah. in my, my spot and say who it is that you would like to have on the show. Who would yeah. you like us to talk to or who would you like us to start pestering and, and tagging and, and pinging them, you know, pulling the old Lance Romance out there at Rebecca's Private Idaho and, hey, we're going to interview you, dang it. And, pl- so. and please don't put down, like, Chris Froom or something like that. Or like, <laughs> yeah, something that would be uh, that would be fitting that, that somebody might want to take that, that bit of time, call in, yeah. talk to us for 5, 10, 15 minutes, however long, or heck, come in and do the whole show with us. We'd love to have you. So if you want to have us um, try and get in touch with some one in particular person, go to our Facebook page at Dial Podcast and um, post something up there. Hit us up with a message or mm-hmm. IMS. Um, maybe we'll uh, try and make it a little bit easier and create a post like asking you who you'd like to hear, but um, we'll put that up there. But um, yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. That's a great idea. I like it. All right. Mm-hmm. So one last thing. Who wants to start? You got a, anybody got a hand up in there? Ooh. Uh, anyone? Ooh. I haven't thought about that. Uh, uh, next weekend. 
ITU World uh, oh, yeah. Cup Championship, the uh, Gold Coast on the Gold Coast. Beautiful. Yeah. Calling it right now. I'm the only one who gets to make a prediction. Mario Mola, which is not a bold prediction at all. Yeah. Guy's been dominating. Bold, bold, bold move. Bold move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like saying the Warriors are going to win the NBA championship. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, one last thing. Uh, Cross country season full effect. We have um, kind of established our team, and our first race is on Saturday. So let's see how it goes. Goodbye. We, we actually have a race on Tuesday, but it's a kind of dual meet. So our first real meet is on Saturday. How yep. many kids are going under 16? Oh. Four maybe. Oh I don't. Gosh. I don't know. Yeah, wow. that would be a, so be a lot. Fast. <laughs> if we have four, that'd be amazing. But yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Lance Hepler. One last thing. Oh, I'm now. I'm just praying for no mechanicals in my next uh, yeah. eight <laughs> races. Eight That's races. the number right here, Lance. <laughs> just don't prove me. Wrong. Don't make me a liar right here. <laughs> no mechanicals. Yeah. All right. Um, my one last thing is I have 14 more days of my immobilizer, mm-hmm. um, oh. which I've taken off at this very moment because I'm supposed to do my arm straightening exercises because yep. my elbow doesn't want to fully straighten out. I'm missing quite a few degrees of full extension. So I'm trying to do that while we're doing this, killing two birds, with one stone here. So, yeah. um, but 14 more days of that stupid thing before I get to start physical therapy and hopefully start to make some uh, strides towards yep. getting healthy again. Uh, still going to be a long road and still a lot of other stuff that needs to heal, but mm-hmm. fingers crossed that. Uh, start to come are you able to get on that trainer over there that you had set up earlier um it's set up and it's staring at me it mocks me it calls me names like fatty and <laughs> well, you slow poke and stuff you like that the, yeah. <laughs> i know that we had he's he's got this nice little table set up that at least gets it to where you can rest your arm up there on the table correct yeah Is the goal there yeah it's um it's something that I think I'm going to have to try this week. Even my wife has been calling me names and telling me to get on the trainer and, and <laughs> poking fun at me. So, and at the party last night, I must've been asked oh, a dozen times, when are you going to start riding on the trainer <laughs> again? You know, I know you got that set up in there. I'm like, dude, you have no idea how uncomfortable There's, it is no, just to be in your yeah. own skin. So, yeah. but, um, you know, the, the surgical pain stuff is starting to settle down yeah. a little bit. It's still just the neurological pain that's there. And I, it's so hard to explain how that feels. It sucks. And mm-hmm. until you've actually been in that moment, know what it feels like. It's just the small, stupidest little things can set it off. And then there's the whole fact of riding with an immobilizer while you're on a trainer. You might as well put a big old poncho on me and wrap me in plastic. And, you know, it's yeah. just going to, it's like a hot thing that's just like, it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it's making you hot yeah. and just, just don't want to do it. So, yeah. Getting close, though. Very close. We're all pulling Immo- for you. Immobilizer's yeah. almost off. It's, it's right around the corner. Yeah, it's almost there. Yeah. So, all right. We are done. That's a wrap, folks. So, Boom. before we say goodbye, though. Please go check us out on iTunes or wherever you listen to us and give us a nice little review. Um, I think we had a few more, which was kind of nice. And that helps us with this little show Mm -hmm. and helps us kind of get a little bit more word spread out there and helps us help the the communities that we love to serve. Um, So check us out there and and say nice things and give us five-star reviews. We love those. Uh, Check us out on social media at Dial Podcast on Instagram or the gram, as the kids say. Right, Matt? I don't know. Is that what the kids say? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Matt's not cool anymore. He doesn't know. Check us out on Facebook at Dial podcast there and real quick go check out matt legrand's youtube channel i say oh, this all the yeah, time but yeah. he always oh, posts yeah. the best videos and Good i love stuff. them and i seriously i, I, I get all like happy when i get the little notification on my phone i get because I, I smash that like button and i hit that little bell thing because that's yeah. what matt told me to do that's <laughs> i get these notifications and like i get to watch his little videos like the, right away so. the videos are both good stuff and they're also glorious uh-huh <laughs> and uh and therefore you should watch them and subscribe the most recent one was uh i, I did a chat oh this is actually perfect i don't know why i didn't talk didn't about you before. do a teaser for one no a challenge for um people to clean their bikes 
which is awesome. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. And then, uh, the, so, okay, so this will apply to you guys, the four here, except for Jake, maybe. But clean your bikes, take a picture before, take a picture afterwards, um, and post how long it took you to clean your bike. <laughs> so clean as fast as possible. So, Matt, ah. my, my record was 10 minutes and 11 seconds, which you guys will destroy. I bet you I could crush that. Oh, yeah, right even one-handed. I think Look you at my bike that. right now. It's your left. I will clean that thing up and have it spit-shined and polished for you. It's absolutely perfect. It's, it's brand <laughs> new. Is, it's never been the, ridden. Yeah. This is the thing, though, is that like Jake's bikes are generally clean, just perfect. in general. Yeah. Oh, but still, like ours are even ours are even garbage. if it even if they are clean, if you go through the process and time yourself, I'm curious to see how fast you can do it. You know, so I think that's kind of part of the fun. Clean your bike challenge. I like it. And Evan, I know your bike needs cleaning. Yes, there there's got to be a handicap if you have a cyclocross bike, though, right? Nope. No, <laughs> just clean it. Just clean your bike. Those are filthy. Yeah, they are. That, that's the, that in the in the video. That's what I talk about. I'm like, it doesn't have to be perfect when you're finished, but you are gonna have to take a picture of it and post it. So you kind of want it to be nice. Just be really good at Photoshop. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, yeah, no. I think you, I still think you can. You know, ten minutes. It's like hose the frame, clean the wheels, clean you know, clean the drivetrain, you know, hose it all off again, dry it off, and you know, hit your stop button. Darn. See see what you get. Yeah. I know that there are a lot of just cyclists in general who listen to this that don't really partake in the whole triathlon scene, and yep. that's fine, right? Oh yeah, yeah we're, we're we're still okay with you guys, right? Yeah, any bike, <laughs> and it's any bike you want to clean. I actually okay. suggest so like a kids kids bike, right? Because that's that's exactly where I'm going. Oh yeah, you don't have to be a triathlete to enjoy Matt's uh, videos. Oh. Like, oh yeah, there are quite a few of them on there that are very triathlon specific. Like, I, I'll never yeah. be riding a wetsuit in, on my road bike unless it's like one of those super rainy days. Maybe that would be that advised, be but <laughs> not a bad idea. Um, there's very still cool. a lot of good information on Matt's um, his YouTube channel about you know like just working on shaving time or like cleaning your drivetrain or different kinds of lubes to use or different kinds of just information with respect to like inner tube tires and whatnot. It's cool stuff. It's cool stuff. Or should I just say it's good stuff? Good stuff. It's good stuff. All right. We are done. Thank you guys. Lance, (laughs) go get them. You got five more wins to get. Make me win, please. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, good luck with your cross-country matches. Uh, Evan, congratulations again on that fantastic win. sir. Go get that pro card. All right, this is Jake saying goodbye for all of us. Bye for now. Exterminate! Exterminate! Exterminate!